Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, April 20th. I'm Jacob Cohn here with Juliet Bennett Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about Hershey, the confectionery known for chocolate bars, kisses, Reese's, Reese's, however you pronounce it, and all kinds of other sweets, has a rapidly growing billion-dollar business line that'll help balance out all those sugary flavors that has nothing to do with those sugary flavors. And we'll get into what that is. But first, let's take a look at what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalack. All right, Juliet, what are you looking at today? Uh, I'm looking at Netflix. Mm. Netflix is finally shutting down its DVD by mail rental business. That was still a thing? Yeah. I mean, I haven't thought about that in truly years, but since its inception in March of 1998, they had sent over 5.2 billion DVDs out to various people. Um, The first DVD they ever sent was a copy of Beetlejuice. The most requested was the sports film, The Blind Side, apparently. Um, But as we all know, um, that's really not the bulk of their business anymore. In 2022, it still generated $146 million in revenue. The estimation of the amount of subscribers there is something like 1.1 to 1.3 million. But globally, as far as streaming goes, it has over 230 million people who who do that (laughs) instead. So it's probably about time. Although, you know, I did see that Redbox wanted to buy the business, but Netflix says it is not for sale. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Redbox is, has its own business and it's innovating in its own right. We should do an episode about that at some point. But all right, sad day for DVDs. Nail in the mm-hmm. coffin, potentially. Yeah. What do you have your eye on today? Yeah. So I was looking at some big developments out of some of the big social platforms, Meta and Snapchat. Over at Meta, the company says it plans to open up its VR social platform Horizon Worlds to teens as young as 13 in the coming weeks. The company says it's got a robust arsenal of age-appropriate privacy settings and parental controls at the ready by default. Now, the move to allow teens on is an important one for Meta's business. It's struggled to meet its lofty user goals here, and this could help with that. But I would expect some drama, uh, especially from Washington. In March, Senators Ed Markey and Richard Blumenthal wrote a letter to Mark Zuckerberg calling on him to halt these very plans. And on another note, in the meantime, Meta is laying off some more employees this week as part of its overall push to reduce headcount by around 21,000 jobs. And also, if you like, you can now apply for your share of a $725 million Facebook data privacy settlement. Now, Over at Snap, the company is releasing its AI chatbot to all of its 750 million monthly users for free. The company also says its TikTok competitor feature, Spotlight, now has 350 million monthly users. For comparison, TikTok has more than 1 billion. And moving along in other news, 
Karma pays. Uh, speaking of AI chatbots, the conversations of Reddit's 57 million daily visitors have been free fuel, basically, for Microsoft and Google's AI models. But now Reddit is looking for its slice of that big tech pie. The social network announced that it will soon start charging companies for API access. Also, hate to see this. The war in Ukraine and flooding in Pakistan have contributed to the worst rice deficit in decades, pushing up prices in Asia Pacific in particular, where 90% of the world's rice is consumed. Speaking of world news, new data from the UN places India on track to overtake China as the world's most populous country by mid-2023. India's population is expected to reach 1.4286 billion which is 2.9 million people more than China's 1.4257 billion. Now, one big question on many people's minds is how India's economy will not just keep up, but truly flourish in the decade to come. And we look forward to doing some more stories on that. And now let's get to today's main story. Okay, Juliet, I want to know what is the first thing or what are the first things that come to your mind when you hear these words? The Hershey Company. Um, chocolate in Pennsylvania. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's very, very reasonable. I, I was expecting you to say Kisses, Reese's, or what do you say? Reese's, Reese's? I say Reese's. Yeah, I, I normally do too. I don't know why I just said Reese's, but I know too many people that say Reese's mm. and uh, we have to put an end to that. But that's another discussion. What I want to make a point of is saying that salt is probably not what comes to your mind or anyone else's mind really when they think of Hershey. And yet the word salty appears some 51 times throughout the company's latest 10K Form. So I just want to do a mini deep dive, or we can call it a shallow dive, into Hershey's move into salt as a way to make more sweet, sweet profits. So driving the news here is the development that Hershey recently purchased two popcorn plants to help meet the growth of its Skinny Pop brand. And there's a great report on this out of Food Dive. And I think for starters, Something many people probably do not know in the first place is that Hershey owns Skinny Pop. Uh, the company acquired Amplify, which is Skinny Pop's parent company, for $1.6 billion back in 2017. That was the biggest deal in Hershey's history. The company also acquired Dots Pretzels in 2021 for $1.2 billion. Now, first, I think it's just awesome. There are billion-dollar pretzel companies out there. Uh, second of all, primarily through these acquisitions, Hershey's salty snack segment, which also includes treats like Pirate Booty, has now grown into a $1.2 billion business line, representing almost 11% of the company's total sales. And internal goals reportedly aim at 20% of sales within a decade. That's up from around 6.5% in just 2020. So really impressive stuff here. And the food is really living up to its name. The popcorners are popping. In 2017, Skinny Pop was seeing roughly $200 million in annual sales, and that's now nearing around $550 million. Now, big picture, the salty snacks market is estimated to be worth some $36 billion. And I think Hershey's known historically for being sweet is uh, doing a pretty good job, I'd say, at getting kind of salty. 
Yeah, there was actually a Wall Street Journal article talking about this uh, salty, salty snack, salty sweet snack synergy situation, um, which is apparently what Hershey's chief growth officer, Kristen Riggs, calls it. She said uh, that they were going to invest in the great synergies of salty and sweet, which is probably perhaps mm. the only time an executive have, has used the word synergy in a way that I care about. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think it makes sense. Um, the most popular candy in the United States is actually the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup or Reese's for those folks out there, mm. which kind of is a salty, sweet situation. The chocolate is sweet, but peanut butter is, is pretty salty, um, at least the peanut butter in those cups. So I don't know. I feel like it makes sense. I feel like the writing was on the wall. My personal favorite candy bar is like, a, you know, those take fives that have like the it's got the pretzel mm. and the chocolate. I don't even remember what's in it, but yep. like, yes. And like anytime yeah. I bake cookies or brownies, yeah. I put sea salt on it. Like this is a no brainer. Love salty sweet. Big fan. <laughs> yep. I like the salty sweet combo as well. Although I will say, I think the worst uh, salty sweet combo I've ever had was uh, some ice cream from a local shop here in Boston that was selling a special flavor. It was potato chip vanilla Ooh, and ranch that, ice cream. You know, you started out <laughs> with kind of a hit. I remember when I was a kid, other kids would always dip their fries in the soft serve at McDonald's. I never did that. I'm kind of a yeah. food separatist. Like I was like one thing and then the other thing. But like, I get that. Mm -hmm. But the ranch is a no-go in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they probably learned their lesson on that. Yeah, <laughs> Although... I want to say it's a no-go because of the dill aspect. And yet I have seen pickle ice cream. So maybe it's for somebody. Mm, there you go. Another mm -hmm. salty sweet. Another mm -hmm. example of the salty sweet. All right. Bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have a terrific Thursday. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.